Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pater by Impact Sports. This is episode number 63. I'm Alex Beaudry. We had a short little holiday weekend, took the weekend off. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you to everyone who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and our freedoms so we can sit in my basement and talk football. It's um, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. So we did take the weekend to celebrate those that have made the ultimate sacrifice for the rest of us. Uh, but we're back at it, and with me is Brian Klemecki. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. So we got the NFC South on the docket today, and um, we got we got plenty to plenty to talk about. Um, first, I'm in the middle of Man in the Arena. Have you watched it? I've been saving it. Oh my god, you get, you have to watch it. That's on Disney Plus, right? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yep. uh, it's so good. Yeah. I'm on the last episode. I'm actually like upset that it's going to be over because it's <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's just Brady being real. Yeah, and like he produced it, so you know it's going to kind of be a yeah. pro Brady. Is it kind of? Is it? Would you say it's better or worse than the Last Dance? Um, because that was a Michael Jordan produced one, and everyone pretty much liked it except for scotty pippen yeah um i would say it's very comparable oh, okay um other than like michael jordan kind of embraced the you know i'm a dick and i know yeah. it brady is he's just a, he seems like a very nice guy okay but they didn't hide from too much so they talk about deflate gate they talk about Spygate. Again, it's Brady from Brady's point of view, so yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Did um, he say where he stashed that cell phone? That, see, that that never mm. got brought up, or why was it broken? I mean, Brady's the GOAT, but he's got a lot of questions that he's got to answer for one day, man. He, um, They had Edelman on, and they talked about the season where he got popped for PEDs. Yeah. But it was like one comment, and then they kind of just let mm. it go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pro-Brady film, but – yeah. I mean, he walks through everything. It's very well done. I mean, the guy is just a competitor and a winner. And he had said in a press conference, I don't even know when, I think it was like after they won Super Bowl number four in 2015 or whatever it was, where he's like, I'm going to play as long as I can continue to compete at a championship level. So if he keeps putting up 4,000-plus yards and 40 touchdowns, yeah, he's going to keep playing. I think so, man. I think I mean he's got that nice little retirement slush fund coming to him from Fox eventually, but I could see him playing for five more years. He he doesn't need the money. Yeah. So even if like that Fox deal just like freezes, like great, like just let it sit there. <laughs> I mean, he Giselle makes more than he does. Yeah. As a family, they're loaded. Um, but it's it was really well done, and since it's the middle of or the beginning of June, and we don't have real football for another two months, it's like the perfect kind of post draft pre training camp way. Yeah, to it's like you're out withdrawals, just trying to find some some football, then just hold you over until yeah. until August. Um, so the last episode right now, they're t- they're talking about his championship run with Tampa, and I'm they're getting to the NFC Championship game where they beat the Packers, which I'm not looking forward to finishing. 
still stings. It <laughs> <laughs> still stings. Um, Freaking Kevin King, man, I tell you what. So um, you also kicked it off with um, Brady. So, you know, where is he in the potential MVP ladder for next season? He's right there. He's right there. I mean, who top five candidate. Top five? Yeah, yeah. Also, so would you put Rodgers ahead or below him? Let's kind of like plot this out a little bit. I'm going to say Rodgers is below him. Below? All right. I think Tampa's got more weapons. Herbert or Burrow? Uh, both those guys above Brady. Okay. Uh, Mahomes or Allen? I think both of those guys I would pick as favorites to beat it over Brady. So he's like Brady's fifth fringe top five. Yeah. Okay. But a top five. That's fair for and being 45 years old, man. Yes. That's totally fair. And he was the runner up last year. Leading Prob- passing yards. Probably should have won it. Yeah. He led in every statistical category. Yeah. I think the only. What about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. No chance. You don't think Lamar would have, be a more favorite MVP candidate over Tom Brady? No. Okay. That's totally fine. I'm just yeah. just gauging where you're you're, you're at here. Uh, who else would have a chance? Um, Stafford. I, I would still pick Brady. Yeah, it's the, yeah. Stafford and Carr probably dark horse for me. Russell Wilson. I want Brady. Yeah, I am too. But a name. Yeah. Um, Betting odds, I'd probably throw some money on Russ. But just because you're Brady, gonna get good yeah, value for good, it. Good value, but. Um. But I'd say there's. Brady's probably five six, depending right on how you feel if you're hot or cold on Lamar. So let me ask you that I'm cold on Lamar. Recency bias. Yeah. I mean, last year was just a bad year. I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews and more Mark <laughs> Andrews. And you know maybe you get Dobbins back. Maybe he's he can be Rashad a weapon. Bateman, maybe ba- maybe Bateman takes a big step forward in his sophomore year. Yeah. Um, if he rushes for 1,500 yards, which is completely possible. It's a possibility, though. Well, what do you have in his first MVP year? 1,200? Yeah, like 1,200, but Jesus, man. I know, but that's kind of what he is. Yeah. Um, he's got to stay healthy, too, which if he's rushing for 1,500 yards, that's a lot of hits. That's really hard to yeah ask for a quarterback to stay healthy. And he's not big like Allen is. No. he's So, yeah, I, I don't like Lamar's chances. But maybe he can get back to where he was. Let me ask you this. Knowing that Brady retired once already, okay. even though it was only for a month and a half. Sure. Um, he could be signaling like, hey, this is kind of my version of the last dance. Do you think he gets a boost from the writers who vote for the MVP? You're all about the narrative here in the NFL? Well, I'm just asking. Do they? Does he get more MVP votes this year if he has a good year because it's the end of the greatest of all times career? I think if Brady is the one seed, if he leads in either passing touchdowns or passing yards or passer rating, then he wins it. But if he's not the one seed and he doesn't have one of those big statisticals uh, categories in his favor, he's not winning it. But the tie could go to Brady. What do you mean? So, like, if him and Josh Allen have very comparable seasons. If Josh Allen is the one seed, right, throws for 4,500, 40 touchdowns, runs for 610 touchdowns, you're giving it to Josh Allen. Like, I'm not even even close. But what if Brady's the one seed on the other side and he throws for, like, just a little bit less? 
Forty three hundred yards, thirty eight touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I okay, wonder. So if you're saying much... it's close statistically and everything's like the same and they're one seeds, I would say it's going to come down to like the flashier highlights. Flashier highlights are going to be Josh Allen's and Patrick Mahomes. I just think it's going to come down. People to... vote for this, and I could see Brady getting like a farewell gift. Is I mean, he still has to have a good year. Don't get me wrong. If they go, yeah. if they go ten and seven and. Yeah, he throws for thirty five. I mean, that's not going to cut it. But like, if he's up there, yeah. and does what he did last year, you, you could see a guy have better statistics than him. Yeah, and I could still see Brady getting it. Yeah, the problem with uh, Brady's this year is last year he had a puppy of a schedule. This year he's got a big bulldog facing him. He's got a tough schedule this year. Yeah, we'll go through it later. I got the win loss, my little win loss projection. But yeah, oh my god, this is this is going to be a tough year, especially with no Godwin for like. Mm, 10, 16 weeks. Do you think um, Gage is a good stopgap? Russell Gage? Until Godwin gets back. like Yeah, he serves as a slot, but like I wouldn't say he's like Godwin level, like not even close, but can he get the job done? That's a question mark. Yeah. I don't, no, I'm not so sure. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Like when he's drawing like CB2s, that's going to be rough. Does Gronk come back? I think I'm out on Gronk, man. I think he's done. You think he's done? I mean, yeah. the fact that it's June 1st and he hasn't yeah. signed. You know what? I think he does. if he does come back, it's going to be like a Halloween. Like, hey, you know, you guys are like making the playoff push here. I'll come back now. But like why, if you're Gronk, why risk yourself in like August 15th? Why September 15th, October 15th? But if like Brady's like eight and four, you're like, hey, bro. I'll come back out of the playbook. Like it, just, yeah. it doesn't matter. So like I could see like that happening. Like uh, um, Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle didn't come back for the the Rams until playoffs. Mm-hmm. I only way I see Gronk coming back is something like that. Hmm. Does that interest you? It does. Um, I wonder what the dynamics of a locker room are like if something like that happens. Like if you're what Cameron you Brate, if you're well, OJ Howard's gone. If, if you're Cameron Brate, you're Tom Brady's telling him to sit the fuck down and he's getting Gronk in there. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but like you're Cameron Brate. I just wonder though, like you have a new head coach. Oh, he's still in the locker room for the past two years. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, yeah. like what what message does that send? It's a business and maybe guys don't care, but... Like, hey guys, we're bringing a first Bell Hall of Famer back in that's been here for... What two years now? Two years, yeah. like, and he what? had a monster year last year for for okay. a thirty yes, yeah. four <laughs> year old tight end. <laughs> I was like, 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 let's put a little quotation on Mark did, on there. Did he it's lead the like, league in touchdowns from the tight end position? Mm, you have to look that up. I'm not sure, but he had a good like first like eight weeks, and then he tailed off once it got colder outside. But I'm I'm there with you. He had a nice little run there for like a you know mid thirty year old tight end with no back. Um, and playing with braces on every limb. I mean, that's a great – he had a great season. Um, yeah. But he's not a top five tight end to me anymore. Not even close. Uh, Travis Kelsey led the league. I think Kelsey had the one like 10 or 12. Oh, Gronk uh, wasn't even in the top five. Yeah. He okay. fell off like he had midway s- through. He had six touchdowns last year. So he had Fryermuth, Schultz, Knox, Andrews. Henry and Kelsey all with more. So, okay. Guess I wasn't really close on that one. Um interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of with you the fact that it's gotten this far and he hasn't signed. Yeah. I just I 
I also don't think they're going to bring him in like as like a playoff guy. Why not? Why would you? If Gronk says I'll come back, why wouldn't you? You're a roll camera break just because you don't want to do that? Well, the other question is, um, is Gronk better than Cameron Brait? Yeah. Still. Like, even as a run blocker, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Like, who is Cameron Brait, dude? Who do you think Cameron Brait is? He's Cameron Brait. I don't know. <laughs> He's like a tight end two at best. He had four touchdowns last year. <laughs> that knocks your socks off there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm just saying Gronk is in his... 12th or 13th year or whatever it is. Gronk can get four touchdowns in his sleep. <laughs> well, him and Brady are bros. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, first goal from the five, Gronk is six foot seven, 250 at least. That does help. So, I mean, eyes closed, Brady can just throw it to him. Halftime he's coming down with it. Hmm. That's intriguing. I just I I just don't see him coming back and doing training camp and doing all this preseason crap when he doesn't have to. His body's not built for it anymore. When he can just take three months off, come back fresh, December, play like six games. Maybe not even. Maybe three. Maybe two. Just the playoffs. Just yeah. the playoffs. Eric, what'll they just for the playoffs? I know. I I wonder though. Like football is such a unique sport. That there is a playbook, and it, football shape is different than being it's gonna a shape. Be, it's going to be the Brady playbook. Well, yeah, he's don't got, get me wrong. And they, the, he's and got the have chemistry. a for him. Yeah, like, hey, here's your it's 10 like favorite yeah, plays. It's not like he's coming into it. It's not like he's going to, like, uh, the Bills at, like, week 17. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know how Josh Allen throws the ball, the playbook, nothing. He he knows everything. It just He lives there. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm looking forward to... That's going to be a narrative. What is? Gronk, question mark. Oh. All through training camp. Yeah, I guess. At least in the Tampa press. Yeah. Um, i probably see him shirtless in Vegas, partying it up, throwing down bottles like Aces Bates. <laughs> <laughs> and Gronk, I think, is like actually looking forward to retirement, too. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Him and his brothers can just kind of like Gronk out and just live life. Yeah. Well, and he's got a supermodel girlfriend. Of course. He's... Um, and he, like, people think of him kind of as, like, a, a big oaf. He's, he's actually quite intelligent. Uh, he's still, like, a 21-year-old. Oh, he's a bro. Emotionally. <laughs> he's a bro. Yeah. But, like, he's, what I'm saying is he's never spent more than his rookie contract. So he's got a ton of money in the bank. Plus, he's doing, like, business ventures. He's got and, endorsements up to ask. Yep, got endorsements. I mean, he's he's yeah. well off, too. He doesn't yeah. need to play football He could even be a TV personality if he really <clears throat> pushed for it. I would watch that. Heck, yeah, dude. You put him with like the Mannings. I was like Manning cast it up with, oh, uh, with Gronk. That'd be so much oh, fun. Yeah. You got like the stiff Peyton yeah. with like the absolute goofball. Yeah. Like, it's must watch TV. Must watch. You could almost like compete with like the TNT stuff for basketball with Shaq and Oh Charles. yeah, dude. he could be your Charles Barkley. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That would be so much fun to watch. Um all right, you have on here, would you rather Mike Evans edition? Oh, yes. Uh, I have no idea what this means, so I'm going right. to so, <laughs> let you do it. For like just like this year, let's do a would you rather here, Mike Evans edition. All right, so would you rather Would you rather have, talking is hard, Mike Evans or Stefan Diggs? Uh, Diggs. Debo Samuel. Evans. Oof. A.J. Brown. Does does where they're playing matter? 
Like, would I rather have AJ Brown in Philly? No, no, no. Or just like straight up, if straight I'm starting up. my own team, straight up. Let's say everyone's playing for the Buccaneers. Uh, AJ Brown. Good choice. DK Metcalf. DK. Scary Terry. Evans. D Hop. Evans. Uh, Michael Thomas. Evans. CD Lamb. Evans. T. Higgins. Evans. OBJ. Evans. All right. I had all those guys above Mike Evans for context. Really? Yes. So you have, there's some interesting ones on there. OBJ. Yeah. You see OBJ. the double knee. Uh, did, did you see OBJ though? Last time we saw OBJ, that man was fire. He was absolutely killing it for the Rams. The last six weeks of the season, he, plus playoffs. He came on strong. I mean, I think he hit every incentive in that incentive lays contract that Probably. the Rams had. Yeah. Um. I just, after blowing his knee out twice in the same knee, not having those same concerns with Evans, although Evans is not, like, perfect health-wise. He's had the hamstrings. He's had, like, he misses quite a bit of time. Or has. I shouldn't say he does. He... Yeah. It's been banged up. There's some interesting names on there. You have CeeDee Lamb over Mike Evans. I got CeeDee Lamb over Mike Evans, yes. That I got T. Higgins over Mike Evans. Those two are very questionable to me. Why? You don't like T. Higgins? T. Higgins is nice. And like T. Higgins is going to have, like for fantasy players, T. Higgins is going to have a monster year because Jamar Chase is going to get all the attention from a defense Jamar standpoint. already got all the attention, though. I mean, T. Higgins, if T. Higgins wasn't on the Bengals, he'd probably be wide receiver one on like, at least 75% of the teams out there right now. He's a very nice player. Yeah. I mean, all those guys are. I mean, every single one of those I had to stop and think about. Yeah. There's just, like, Mike Evans. What about Jalen Waddle? Mm, probably Waddle. You would take Waddle over Mike Evans? Yes. Right now? Right now, yes. Okay. Younger, faster. I think Waddle can do more. And that, that could be the argument, too, for, like, Debo Samuel. But, like, when I... Knowing that Debo doesn't want to play this hybrid position, like if I'm just comparing them as wide receivers, I think Mike Evans is a better wide receiver. Okay. I think Mike Evans is, like just as his frame is, you can't teach that, like 6'5", 230, 220, whatever he is. That's phenomenal. Uh, he, his catch radius, phenomenal. He can contested catches, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What I just don't like is he disappears very often during – the regular season. I mean, you'll have a great Mike Evans game. Um, he'll knock the socks off a team. He'll go, you know, 10 catches for 150 and two touchdowns. Next game, he'll play the Browns, and he'll have two for 12. Yeah. It's like he's just not consistent. And then is he, I don't know if he's that great of a route runner. Yeah, you know, guys like that, They like that's what I'm worried about with Drake London. Like, guys like that, they don't need to rely on perfect route running because they are bigger, probably a little bit more athletic, and they can go up and get it. Yeah. Um, With Mike Evans, he's actually got quite a bit to prove until Godwin can come back. What what do you mean by prove? Well, it's easy to be number wide receiver one when you have a guy like Godwin across the – across the field from you. Because, yeah. like, as a defense, you can't just key on Mike Evans because you got Godwin, who's yeah. 
just as good. So you're saying he's approved to be able like to if you're gonna be wide receiver one, like you gotta yeah. you're gonna have to beat double coverage. Like dude, Adams, Devonte Adams. I know how that we always bring this back to the Packers. Can't help it. Yeah. But like Adams did what he did last year, knowing that he's gonna get double teamed on almost every play. Yeah. There's, I mean, no offense to Alan Lazard and Randall yeah. Cobb. There was nobody on the other side of him. Yeah. I mean, can Devon- Mike Evans do that? Devonte Adams, there's levels to this. Devonte Adams is not even close to the level. I mean, sorry, Mike, Mike Evans isn't even close to the level of Devonte Adams. Sure, but my point is, like, there are guys that can do that. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, who's on the other side of Stephon Diggs? Cole Beasley. Yeah, Gabe Davis season, bro. Yeah, and he had some nice games. Yeah, but like, can Evans do that now without Godwin? Like, yeah. is is he gonna be able to put up? 100 yards a game on average. Yeah. Like you said, he's go, he's got his ups and yeah. downs, but can he average 80, 90, 100 yards a game and a touchdown? Yeah. Or is he going to be like a 40-yard game guy? Because, yeah. you know, it's just Russell Gage. Yeah. I'm, so Mike Evans, you have to look it up for sure, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure he's had like 1,000 yards every season for like the last like eight years. So he's consistent at the end of the year. And he hasn't exactly had – no, I mean, he's got other famous than Brady. Yeah, I mean, he's got Jameis out there throwing the ball. But so consistently through the year, game to game, he just evaporates, right? Just disappears. But his numbers are always there at the end of the year. He's always there, like, a 1,000 yards plus. Dude, he's a touchdown machine, yeah, too. Yeah, he's 6'5", man. Like, you just you can just throw it up, you know, first and goal from the five. You got Mike Evans. You got not more. And we just talked about all Gronk because I – Red on target. I need to take something back. I I I said that he was banged up. Last year he played. Last year he played in sixteen games, so he missed one. He he just disappeared. Sixteen games the year before, thirteen. Like in his career, he's missed like five games. So I'm sorry, Mike. I was completely wrong on that. No, he just disappeared, Mike. It's cool. He's not (laughs) a big catch number guy. Like in sixteen, he had ninety six catches. In 18, he had 86. But other than that, it's kind of like 65 to 75 catches. But he's got 75 touchdowns. And in one, two, three, four years, he's had more than 10. Yeah. I mean, the production is there. And he's never had a year below 1,000 yards receiving. Yeah. Like, he always is, like, productive over the course of a year. But, like, game to game, for me, I can't. Like, if you can pull up the game stats, if if you have time. But, uh, like, I I can... pretty much remember he had a game against like Jalen Ramsey where he had like 10 for 150 and three touchdowns the next week I don't think he caught a ball like he he's just so inconsistent and this is coming like just from a fantasy football perspective um yeah it's I would just take a lot of other guys over Mike Evans just for the consistency factor of game to game but yeah his year his yearly output is always there and like you said, you can't teach six five two thirty. No, that's almost tight end. Oh yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. Size. I mean, the man made Johnny Menzel Heisman Trophy winner. One hundred percent. I I am with you there. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, that's. That was my Mike Evans. Would you rather? Would you second? rather addition? Um. Next, we got Leonard Fournette. You sent me something a while ago that I don't know who it was, but some guy had like Leonard Fournette as wasn't it like a top five or a top ten. Top ten running back for the season coming in next season for fantasy. Was it running back or top ten fantasy running, player? Running back, I believe. Um, that is super. I think it was like nine. Super interesting. 
because like when I think top ten running backs, like Leonard Fournette's not a name that pops into my head. He should. I mean, so let's recap this. Like his LSU days, he was phenomenal. Oh man, he was a stud. Came into the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was, was a top five pick. Was yeah, and was phenomenal. He carried Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship game, and then that team kind of fizzled out, and everyone left or got injured or just then tailed off. Um, and now he kind of like rejuvenated himself in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he's turned himself into a non catch non catching receiving back, and now he's one of the best receiving backs in the league. On top of him being like six two two thirty and runs like four or five. And. He gets the benefit of Tom Brady coming back for another year where... He had 70 receptions last year. That is a ton. That's like... That is an absolute ton. Yeah. Um, where did Ronald Jones end up? I think he might be on the Chiefs now, man. So they got Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, it, it's just Lenny there. And they drafted Rashad White in the third round. Yeah. No one really threatening him for carries. Spence probably gonna get like twenty carries a game, probably like five catches a game. He's got the frame to to last. Hmm. Um, quick side note: since I got it up, do you know who the backup quarterback is in Tampa? Uh, Kyle Trask. No, he's the third. Oh, uh, let me t- guess at this one. Uh, is it is it Blake? Uh, Portals? No. Blaine Gabbert. Blah! I knew it was the one of those guys. <laughs> I knew it was the Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback. <laughs> Oh God! They're like yeah. if. Let me ask you this. Next year has to be a year that they draft a quarterback, right? In round one. Why do you say that? Well, they just took Trask like in round two, like and he can't bl- and he can't beat out Blaine Gabbert for QB two right now. Uh, I mean, we'll see like that's like you- that's like saying like Jordan Love can't beat out. Uh, don't don't bring in Jordan Love. Don't, <laughs> don't do that, Kurt. <laughs> so for the second round. Uh, no, 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 for the no. second QB spot. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's exactly gonna, the same thing. No, 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 no. You draft Kyle Trask and he can't beat out Blaine Gabbert. Like no, you no, no. have some problems. Like that is not your quarterback of the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm not wasting a first round pick. If you have, Brady, it's not a waste. If you have, if you have Brady at age 44 or whatever he is, and you look at dead in the eye and say, "We're taking Will Levis or we're taking Anthony Richardson." Instead you, of a, we're taking a right tackle. You we're taking a left you have tackle. to like hope is not a strategy. You can't just <laughs> no, hope no, that Tom Brady continues you to come all, back from retirement. No, you go all in and you go for broke every year until Tom until the, the wheels fall off on Tom. That's what you do. So what if we get to next February? Tom okay. Brady wins his eighth Super Bowl because that's probably the most likely thing to happen. Sure. And he says, "I'm done." Okay, then you then you spend a first round pick on a quarterback and then you do whatever you can move heaven and earth move and then, up in the draft okay. and you do whatever you gotta do that's or you go the, and the get easy Kirk scenario. Cousins he or says whatever. I'm coming back for year 26 or whatever the hell it is now you still just say like alright yeah. screw it yeah. we'll draft safety we'll, we'll draft a, we're, yeah we'll heck trade yeah, back heck yeah we can do it come on Be like yeah Tom we know we got a big hole at wide receiver but you know what we're gonna do we're gonna draft your potential replacement in four years Tom Brady's, I, I just, I don't think he can play four more years. We've been saying that for four years. I know, but every year that goes by, that's more and more realistic. <laughs> the man just He's put up a gaudy football season. Yes, he did, but can he do that at 48? Well, we're about to find out, man. <laughs> we're about to find out. Buckle up. 
We're uh, going to go for a ride. Not to mention, like, he, this is his last contract year in Tampa. So are you, you have to fence, assume that are you, he's... Are you, you're on the fence that he's gone after this year? I, I mean, yes. He, I, I, I think he's... I, I don't even know if I'm on the fence. Okay. I am ready to be confidently wrong you that put he... Put that in Sharpie? Yeah. Uh, that he's, this is his last year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. Because the other thing, too, if you're Tampa, you don't have him under contract. I believe he, this is his last year. Okay. So you have to re-sign him if he decides to play back. Like, like going man into... man signs for $20 million, dude. But going into one more year, but does he sign for $20 million in San Francisco? Does he go home? That's a question. But you're saying he's done forever. You're I, saying he I retires. Think, yes. I'm not saying he's going to retire. But I'm just saying from running... The man tasted retirement and said, hell nah, yeah. I'm coming back. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but as a... As a franchise, yeah, I think it's questionable at best to just continue to count on the man who's already retired once to continue to come back, and not only to continue to come back, but to continue to want to come back to Tampa. Like, if he decides to come back next year, there are going to be 28 teams interested in having him. Okay. That's fair. But it's his and comfort Tampa, level. His comfort level is in Tampa right now. He's got the receiving options right now. He's got a built defense. Everything's catered to him in Tampa, man. But Tampa also has been like this all-in philosophy where they're just signing guys to like one- and two-year deals. That's totally fine by like me, Like if man. Brady didn't come back this year, we would be talking about maybe a four- to five-win team. You already had uh, what's-his-name retire. Where, was it Worfs? No, he's back. Um, who's oh, Ali Marpet? Marpet, who was like twenty-eight. Yeah. yeah, he retired. Uh, Ryan Jensen probably wouldn't have resigned in Tampa. Okay, that's all fine, but they all, but they did because Brady came back. Exactly, it's the Brady effect. Yes, but so as a franchise, what are you getting at here? As a franchise, you can't <laughs> like hope long term that Brady just continues to play. No, but you can hope for a two. Uh, three-year championship window and win two out of three years. I think three years is asking the world of Tom Brady. Okay, we're about to find out, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we will. Uh, well, well, I mean, the man the man is... So if Brady comes back and he says, nope, I'm coming back next year, plays 2022, loves it, wants to come back for 2023, is he back in Tampa? I think at this point, yeah. Like, the, the only other place I could see is, like, you know, San Fran, because that's where he's from. But, like, it's going to be real hard to move off all that draft capital they gave up. And we don't know what Trey Lance is look, going to look like yet. We don't. So, like, what if Trey Lance is stellar? Like, you're not going to move off Trey Lance, are you? What if Trey Lance doesn't play this year? I think that's another conversation. Because yeah. right now, the fact that Jimmy G is still on that roster. Yeah. Some question marks. Uh, I mean, I mean you can there's roll. so many angles to this. There so is. it's like, oh, man, what if Jimmy G stays? And then Tom Brady takes Jimmy's slot. That's kind of effed up and hilarious and ironic. <laughs> it would be ironic <laughs> considering Jimmy G was drafted yeah. like 10 years ago to yeah, take Brady's spot. Exactly. Um, but yeah. then you got like, is Debo going to be there? How's Kittle going to look? Yeah, what do you do? How's with- Trent Williams going to hold up? He's getting in his 30s. I mean, that's a different conversation of like where he ends up. But I'm saying like Tom Brady, I wouldn't count that man out of being around for three more years. He might go to his 50. Who knows? He might. Dude, 
Do do we see another? It has to be a quarterback, right? Well, I don't think we'll ever see a skill position player make it much past forty. I mean, like you look at what like Andrew Whitworth was able to do. Oh yeah, that is impressive as hell. Yeah. Um, who was the left tackle for the Bears that I was kind of ripping on? Jason Peters. The fact that he played till thirty nine is a massive accomplishment, even though he, you know, yeah. By age 30, everyone's knees are starting to buckle a little and bit. And you play offensive line, you're getting hit every play. Yeah. So, like, what those guys have been able to do. But do you, do you think we ever seen our quarterback even come close to 45? Do you think Rodgers can do it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, like, the new, like, generation of quarterbacks and the way, like, um, strength and conditioning and nutrition is all, like, getting, like playing into this. Everyone's going to try and model, like, how Br- like Brady was. Like, yeah. Uh, guys are taking care of themselves a lot more than they were back 20 years ago. Like, look at Big Ben. Big Ben never took care of himself. Mm-hmm. Ate him, you know, ate, he, he was, like, way overweight. Now you got guys coming in looking like Josh Allen, looking like Patrick Mahomes, like, just physically, like, in great shape. Um, they're, like, they're, I, I see those type of guys not just retiring at age 30 just because. And you can't hit quarterbacks like you used to. That too, that's a big one too. Like you can't even land on a guy anymore. The Rogers rule. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there's so many ugh, I hate that. I, I hate I don't know how you rules. play defense in today's no. NFL, but no. But it's the rules are the rules and I think that probably helps. The one rule where they need to take out is <laughs> I hate the QB sliding rule. I hate being able to slide as a QB. I hate it. If you want to run the ball, you run the ball. Mm. But it's not really a QB rule. Because like as another player, if you give yourself up, they pull the, they blow the play dead too. I guess, I guess. But everyone is so scared. Like I when hate like, when like Lamar Jackson or like Michael Vick when they took off. Everyone I feel is so scared now to like lay the wood on these guys because oh my god, it's a quarterback. Oh my yeah. god, he might slide. Like if I if I like lean into him and he starts to slide, then a penalty's on me and I'm gonna get fined. Kenny Pickett took it's advantage insane. of that. No, if Kenny Pickett does that. The next game, he's going to get his head taken off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do that one Once. Time. You blew your load in college. You <laughs> in do that again. In a meaningless bowl game. <laughs> in a meaningless bowl game. Great. You got some TikTok views. Yeah. Next time, you know, middle linebacker is going to take your head off. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to do that shit in the NFL. No. I hate all the quarterback rules. Like, I hate, like, as a pass rusher, you, you can't do anything. If you get tripped up and you hit them below the knees, that's a penalty. Tom Brady even, roller there. You can't even land on them, the Aaron Rodgers rule. Yeah. And then, like, you're, like, trying to deflect a pass, and your you hand swipe this hits helmet. their head, yeah, dude. which they are wearing a helmet. Yeah. That's a penalty. Like, I get the crown of the helmet to the chin. Yeah. Okay, that's a little obnoxious. Yeah. But come on. I slapped yeah. you in the head as I'm going past. Yeah. And, like, dude, everything's, it's like... <laughs> And they slow everything down, super slow mo. Be like, oh my god, his pinky got him. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. okay, well that's fifteen yards. Great. Yeah. God forbid we slap a guy in the head who's yeah. wearing a helmet. Yeah. And it's like, no, if he's not concussed, he's fine. Yeah. No, no blood, no foul. Like the Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Barr hit that knocked him out for six weeks with the broken collarbone. That yeah. was a clean hit. That was very clean. Like that is football. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers has glass for collarbones. Mm-hmm. It's the second time he's broken it. So, like, okay, yeah, as a Packer fan, sucks. Yeah. You're, you know, we got to roll out Brent Hunley or whoever the backup was at that time. It's football. Good God. Yeah. So, I hate all those rules. All right. Well, 
<laughs> There's my soapbox for the day. Um, what else we got here? We got... Um, oh, I want to answer your question, though, because when we started talking about Leonard Fournette, your question was best fantasy asset on Tampa Bay. I'm going to go no, just because I still think Tom Brady's probably a better fantasy Even option. with the saturation of the QB market there? You have, like, 12 QBs. But I think... You know, the thing when I think about fantasy quarterbacks is there's levels to that game. Yeah. And I still think Brady, from a fantasy value, is probably still top five quarterback. Okay. And I think there's a big drop-off once you get out of that top-tier quarterbacks. Like really? You, you have your for Josh. For fantasy. For fantasy. Is. For fantasy. I'm talking pure fantasy statistics. So you have Allen and Mahomes. Yeah. Who are probably, And then you got Burrow and Herbert, who I think are both going to be – probably in that upper echelon, and then maybe Rodgers and maybe Brady. You're still at Lamar for fantasy even. No, I, again, you recency bias. You just said he might have 1,500 rushing yards. No, I said he would probably needs to have 1,500 yards okay. to win an MVP. All right, if he's a thousand, okay, he, but ballpark, realistically, he could probably do 1,000 rush yards, which is. I just, I cannot get out of my head 16 touchdowns and 13 picks. I know. Which is what he threw for last year. I, Dude, I'm there with you. I hate Lamar as a passer. <laughs> but, like, fantasy asset, dude's gold. I mean, they're going to have to play Lamar like I played the old NCAA football games where I just put the fastest guy there and I ran the option every play. <laughs> like he, And it's nothing against him. He has nobody on the outside other than if Bateman can show up. So, fantasy assets, like, you don't think, like, uh, let's go Kyler Murray's comparable. No, he's in the think, second tier. You don't think Russell Wilson on Denver is going to be comparable? We'll see. First year with them. They have a nice receiving core. You don't think uh, my boy Jalen Hurts is com- comparable? No. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, I do think Jalen Hurts is going to ball, though, by the way. Um, you don't think Deshaun Watson, uh, with his four-game suspension, is going to be comparable? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, fair enough. So, I mean, there's there's levels to fantasy quarterbacks. Now, I just listed six, so maybe, you know, you, you could probably still get like a Tom Brady in the fourth or fifth round where Leonard Fournette's not going to be there by then. Leonard Fournette might be a second-round pick. Yeah, but he might be a first-round pick. Yeah, some leagues, yeah. Especially if you're in like a PPR league. Yeah. He's going to rake receptions, man. So, I mean... I think Brady would be the only one on that team that could be comparable, like yeah. a, as a potential top fantasy option. Okay, that's fair. So you're not not in on Mike Evans being a top fantasy option, but you do like Mike Evans over a lot of these wide receivers. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's a fair characterization. All right. Um. And then we got some contract news. Um, Carlton Davis got paid. He sure did. Um. Vita Vey and Devin White are next. And Devin White signed a two-year deal two years ago, kind of a team-friendly-ish deal, um, if I'm remembering that correctly, which I think I am. I think Devin White signed a tricky deal. I think it was Vita Vey, my bad. I think Vita Vey is probably your, uh, the guy that signed. Let me look it up quick. Um, um, no, didn't one of those linebackers sign? Or was it Levante, Levante. David? Levante. Yeah, dude. I think. Oh uh, yeah, because yeah, you, you're right. Because Devin White is going into his fourth year. 
But I was looking on like uh, I saw an article on ESPN Plus of like projected salaries for going into these guys' contract years. They had Devin White at like five years, a hundred million. He he's going to be making. If I'm his agent, I'm comparing him to Darius Leonard. Twenty million for a middle linebacker. What did Leonard get? Eighteen and a half, nineteen. Yeah, I mean he got a hundred million dollar deal, and but that was like, two years ago. I know, but next damn. guy up. Next guy up. Green Bay got Devondre Campbell for five for fifty. Yeah, but remember, Campbell was. Oh yeah, Vita Vea has a four-year, seventy-one million dollar contract. That he bad. signed. Yeah, he signed that. Um, but you look at um, Devin White. He was all pro in his second year in the league. Yeah. Pro bowler last year. I mean, the guy's an animal. The only thing that might hold him back a little bit is he doesn't have – well, I can't even say that. He had nine sacks in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to get paid. He's going to be the highest paid. He's going to be making more than Fred Warner. He's going to be making more than Darius That's, Leonard. He's yeah. the next guy up. I mean, I would love to have Devin White on my team. They're going to be wrong. But, man – that kind of paper at middle linebacker is crazy. It's what's crazy to me is how much the middle linebacker market has kind of collapsed. Explain. Like, I feel like inside linebacker half the is like the running back of the defense. I think half the league prioritizes the middle linebackers, and the other half doesn't care about them. Because, like, the Packers for years, I mean, they spent a top. Five the Packers do not care about my on AJ Hawk. Yeah, he was an off-ball linebacker. We were running a four-three at that time, and then we created a three-four. But he was drafted as an outside linebacker. Okay, yeah. So there but, you go. But like middle linebackers, like your Ray Lewis's, your Brian Urlacher's, yeah, like that position's Packers, dead. But the Packers do not care about that. We lucked into Devondre Campbell. And you're like, oh, dude, you're first team All Pro. Like, you're fantastic. We're gonna sign you. Mm-hmm. But like, we're not drafting a guy in the first round to play middle linebacker. The Quay Walkers. Yeah, I mean, Quay is like the exception here. But for years, we were like, let's get Ruben Foster. Let's get Patrick Queen. Let's yeah. get all these oh, guys. Yeah. yeah, and the Packers, and the Packers, were Packers not like, interested. no, no. So, like, now they might have flipped into valuing middle linebackers and being able to cover over the middle like that. But for years, the Packers did not care whatsoever about middle linebacker. Yeah, and I, I think the majority of teams feel that way. Yeah, but you got, you got the Ravens who love middle linebackers. Yeah. And then you got teams like the Packers who used to didn't mm-hmm. used to not like middle linebackers whatsoever. Like they didn't care, prioritize it. Like they were okay with Blake Martinez, a fourth round pick. Yeah, Manning it. It's just what it's interesting because the middle linebacker for most teams, I would think, is their play caller. Yeah, central kind thing? of the quarterback of the yeah. defense. Yeah, and if I, I haven't like given this a ton of thought, but if I had to guess, there's probably at least twenty teams that are in the same boat as the Packers, where it's like. It's nice when you have a good one, but if you don't, you can cover that up. But the Packers prioritize cornerbacks and pass rushing. I think that, but I think that's most teams. That's most my point. Teams. So, but like, like it's like it's like almost like the running back of the defense. Like the Ravens are reverse. They were they, they like are. they they build inside out. So they like their D tackles. They like their middle linebackers. And their pass rush will just find a way. And blitz the, whatever. And the Eagles, I would put in that category. The Eagles don't care about middle linebackers really much either. No, but at least from the d- defensive line, they go they inside like the, out. Yes, inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just kind of fascinating. I, I like I haven't given it a ton of thought before this, but but then you ha- I guess to counter my own point, you got teams like San Fran. They paid Fred Warner a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, Darius Leonard, Indy got paid a ton of money. Yeah. So there's still teams out there. 
But this is also goes back to my point where if Devin White, if his value is $20 million a year, you can start to see how building that team gets harder. You yes. paid Godwin. Um, Tristan Wurzel will eventually need to get money. Yeah. Godwin's got his money. Mike Evans got money. Vita Vea got paid. Carlton Davis, he just paid. Even if Tom Brady's giving you the Tom Brady discount, yeah. and he's only making 20, it, 25 million. Add up, it it adds up. Mm-hmm. Gets a little bit harder. Yeah. Although that Tom Brady discount is still really nice when you got Kyler Murray, <laughs> who might be getting 50. Yes. Herbert, who will be getting 50. Yep. Burrow, who will be getting 50. Yeah. So 25 mil is peanuts. You're getting a guy who's won seven Super Bowls for half half off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. Oh my God, that Tom Brady, Tom, uh, all these quarterbacks, man. You look around, and they all look like, oh man, we can't win nothing. Tom Brady's win seven. Yeah, Tom Brady's not gouging their team for millions and millions and millions of dollars. I think Tom Brady's been in the top ten paid in the NFL like once in his career. Jesus Christ! I mean, great for him, man. Great for him. Great Ultimate for the Patriots, winner. and now yeah. great for Tampa. Yeah. But, like, I just I can't stand when Aaron Rodgers is always like, oh, I need a defense. I need this, that, and the other. I need weapons. But bro, you just took us for, like, three for 150 guaranteed. Pretty much fully guaranteed. Like, yeah. that's – and then you got Tom Brown. Tom down there is, like, two for 50. We're good. Oh. So, yeah, totally different mindsets. And I don't – like, I don't understand why more players aren't like that with Tom Brady. What Tom Brady does. You can gain your money through endorsements, through media deals. You can get it in your retirement and go – Talk in the booth, going NFL Network, and just be an analyst, whatever. Well, and Rogers doesn't need it. Exactly, you don't need like well, at some point. How many millions is enough? It's. Um, but hey, I'm not counting other people's money. Yeah, <laughs> well, you got to get it while you can. Right. And I think part of it's, um, you know, a pride thing and reputation thing. There is pride oh, yeah, being with, with Rogers. Definitely an ego. Pa- thing. I am the highest paid quarterback, and yeah. I deserve it because I'm back to back MVP yeah. winners. Yeah. Hard to argue that it's logic, a, too. You know what I do? I just slap all my rings down on the table. Be like, yep, there's my ego. Yeah. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Pays to be a winner. Right. Um, okay. Let's skip the schedule stuff right now. We'll do sure. that when we do the over-unders. Yeah. All right. Let's move over uh, to the bayou. New Orleans. First things first. Can New Orleans knock off Tampa? I'm going with, yeah, dude. I'm you're, picking them to win the division this you're year. You're picking them to win the division. Yeah. Hmm. I still am not going to count out Tom Brady. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Tam- uh, New Orleans, excuse me, has done like a sneaky, quiet, good job of building this roster. Like big um, free agent names, boy but Mickey without Loomis. breaking... <laughs> bank i mean the tyron matthew signing is nice oh that's nice uh they brought jarvis landry in which i think is nice oh yeah um get michael thomas back you got michael thomas back their draft decisions were a little questionable and i think we i don't know if we need to rehash all of it because we did a pretty yeah, good well, job i was a great player nice player but like, but like when you look at the what they gave capital, up for him yeah, whatever. Uh, and trevor penning who we were both high on yeah you know he's got some question marks around pass protection can he f- slide into left tackle and keep Jameis Winston slash Taysom Hill slash Trevor Simeon healthy? Question mark there with a rookie left tackle, but um, you know they kind of they they've just kind of added pieces. They didn't make a huge splash right away in free agency, but they've been adding guys as we go here. And their roster is phenomenal. It's all on Jameis. You, if you'd asked me in February, I probably would have said like this is like a seven to nine win team. 
now I I do think they're a playoff team. Yeah. Probably 10, 11 wins. I just think I think Brady's going to get 13, 12, 13, even with their brutal schedule, which we'll get to. Ooh. All right. So I'm still going to pick TB12. I mean, this team won like, what, seven or nine games without they won Jameis. Nine. They made the playoffs. They made the they made the I'm trying to think or or mm. no 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 they didn't the Eagles no. took that last spot Eagles were the seven seed but they were, they were right, right the there yeah they lost Without the tiebreaker Jameis you get Jameis you get a full healthy Jameis for seventeen games uh, this is a playoff team man I think he played like six games the question mark though is what does this team look like post Sean Payton yes. Like, I had to look up who their coach was because I forgot it was Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. There was, yeah, he went from defensive coordinator. He got a little promotion with the head coach. But their offensive coordinator, the play caller, is still going to be Pete Carmichael. So he that's the, that all stays the same on offense. Yeah. So it's just how – we'll see how much of an impact, though, Sean Payton is because everything's pretty copacetic there. Just no Sean Payton. Yeah. But Sean Payton, across the league, at least from media outlets and everything, he's – was pretty consistently considered maybe a top five coach in the league. Oh, for sure. He's got mad street cred. Um, yeah. And now he steps away to do broadcasting. The Saints are still hoping they can trade him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to uh, bake that into our future plans here. Yeah. Um, so who knows? But I think that's a huge question mark. And jumping from coordinator head to head coach isn't always easy, and some are good at it, others aren't. Um, so I think that's a that's a big question mark. Um, Kamara, what what do you think of Alvin Kamara? Is he is he still top five fantasy running back? Top five? I would. Yeah. Let me just pull up my running back rankings real quick. I have him sixth. Who do you have ahead of him? Chubb? Nope. I, I got Chubb so I him. have one. I have Derrick Henry. Two Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Three is Christian McCaffrey, four is Dalvin Cook, and five is Najee Harris. Six is Alvin Kamara. My only real big problem is Christian McCaffrey, just because he's played four games in two years. Just health. But um, no running back stays healthy nowadays, man. Also, I saw a report that Najee Harris is like pushing 240 pounds. He's 244. I saw the same report. Looks phenomenal, though. Looks phenomenal. I haven't seen a picture of him, so maybe he just got like. They showed Beef a picture cake. of him going through like agility drills. This looks good. Oh my god. Okay. All like right. this Najee Harris season is coming. That's why you gotta that's why you gotta be careful about reading things on the internet. Because yes. I didn't read the article, I didn't look at the film, I just saw yeah. like a report about his weight. So yeah, someone was like, Oh, he's up twelve pounds or fourteen pounds since uh, his listed playing weight was like two thirty two last year and he like like retweeted the 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 reporter and was like, I've been two forty last year, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And then everyone's like, Well, Derrick Henry plays at like 242. You're 244. Like, what the hell? Dude, I'm telling you, this guy's in phenomenal shape. <laughs> well, I hope so. He's could be a potential keeper. Oh, yeah, dude. That guy's phenomenal. Um, So other than McCaffrey, I don't have a huge problem with that list. Other guys probably be like Chubb to consider. Um, I got Chubb at nine. Who's right after Kamara? I have Joe Mixon and nice then year. Austin Eckler. Okay. Put up twenty touchdowns last year. Yep. And then I have Nick Chubb. Okay. I I don't really have huge problems with that list. Um, we talked about this, I believe, last week. There's never been a rush a rushing leader that's been over the age of twenty five. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just the running back is a true young man's game. Sure, for sure, man. I think this year, I think Najee takes that crown. It's hard to count out Jonathan Taylor. If, yeah, but I mean, I think this might be the year. He had a phenomenal year last year. But he's going to cease. Well, not that Big Ben was lighting the world on fire last year, but like you got Mitch throwing the ball. Like, how many eight man boxes is Najee Harris going to see? You think Big Ben is better than Mitch? That's why I said. Kenny Pickett? I, I no, you got said, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett, or this version of Mitch Trubisky, is any is better than anything that Ben throughout there last year and Najee still had a very nice rookie year yeah but I think like Jonathan Taylor I think like he's great and all and he'll get his numbers but like I think you'll see some of the load beaten lightened for him this year a little load management there. I hope so because you can't kill this man when he's like 23 years old no you can't the one thing that I think Jonathan Taylor has that most running backs don't have is that home run ability for sure like Najee is going to be more your kind of grinded out JT could bust off a 90-yarder. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Michael Thomas, can he get back to 2019 form? I'm going to say no. I'm with you there, man. It's hard. We haven't seen this guy play in like two years, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not going to believe it until I see it, man. The good news for the Saints is I don't think they need him to be 2019 Michael Thomas. You got Olave, you got Landry. Like they can do it much more by committee than yeah. they need Michael Thomas to have fourteen hundred yards. Totally agree. I do. I think part of it is they kind of also bake that into their assessment. Like we can't count on some Michael Thomas being Superman again. So like let's get him some help, take the light off, like the load off of him a little bit, and add some playmakers on the opposite side. Because like when he was doing that when, in twenty nineteen, he had nothing around him. Well, and he also had Drew Brees. True. who he knew yeah. intimately well and yeah. now you got James Winston and we haven't seen those two guys really play together right right so um but you know I don't they also don't need that from him like if he can get back and give you 800 yards and six touchdowns like that's probably a nice year because you do have Olave who will stretch the field you got Jarvis Landry another short to immediate range target they're severely lacking at the tight end position but Okay. Yeah. Is Jared Cook there or no? I, can't, I don't believe I can't so. Tell you. Uh, I know it was Adam Troutman. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was kind of paying attention to them during the draft because I had that tight end client, Mr. Clint Sig. Um, yeah, Adam Troutman. They still have Taysom Hill listed <laughs> tight end as tight end which he'll if Jameis is healthy that's probably is where he'll see a lot of his snaps probably and then nick fan vanette okay Jawan johnson a bunch of yeah, kind they of guys a lot of help at tight end but tight end is pretty much irrelevant when you have those three wide receivers and kamara well not to mention you had guys like marquez calloway who had a kind of a nice year last year yeah traquan smith can give you something like they have decent wide receivers oh you know who else is there who the, the former first round pick Kevin White. Oh, God. <laughs> How is that man still in the league? That's yeah. impressive, actually, him sticking around because he was pretty much irrelevant since day one. Yikes. Again, man. Sorry, Chicago. I wonder what – well, he had some injuries, too. I wonder what a guy like that could have been in a different system. Yeah. Like a wide receiver, man, it so much depends on where you go. Yeah. Um. Oh, God, you have another would-you-rather <laughs> – would you rather segment? <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right. Would you rather Jameis Winston segment here? 
All right. Would you rather Jameis Winston or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan. Oh, God. Jameis. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Jameis. Mac Jones. Uh, Jameis for now. Carson Wentz. Carson. Tua. Jameis. My last one, Jared Goff. Jameis. All right. So I have Jameis over pretty much everybody except for Hertz, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins there. Hertz, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. The Wentz one's the most interesting to me. The Wentz? It's so close. You think so? Well, like, so, like, the way I thought about it with all of those guys you just listed was Jameis is going to give you 30-plus touchdowns if he plays every game. He can also give you 30-plus interceptions. Yes. Now, last year, he did a very nice job of cutting back on the turnovers while he was playing. So, like, when I compare it to, like, so, like, you compare it to Tannehill, like, like, Winston's going to give you more touchdowns. He's got a bigger arm. He's got to deal with turnovers. Wentz is like kind of the same, but doesn't turn the ball over as much. But then you get some games where Wentz just like disappears. Yeah. Like, how do you not beat Jacksonville? Facts. To like get into the playoffs. Yeah. So that's. The thing with Carson Wentz is he can't stay healthy. (sighs) Yeah. Um, for sure. So in my list here, I have Jameis at 17 and Carson Wentz at 24. Dang. I got two over Carson Wentz. I would not rank him that way. Really? Tua hasn't done anything. Okay. All right. Carson Wentz was a nice player until he got killed. That was four years ago, man. Yeah, but Tua's never done that. Okay, Tua's only been in the league for two years. (laughs) Tua's got a real, like we talked about this already, but Tua needs to have a year or his NFL career is over. I agree. Well, I don't think it's okay. It's not over. It's not over, over. That's a bit strong. He will be the next Baker Mayfield. Mm, I don't think so. If he's got a bad year and the Dolphins win six games with Tyreek Hill – Jalen Waddle, Gasecki. He's won like eight games and he's had trash around him. He had like the worst offensive line. He's had like Devontae Parker as his wide receiver one. I'm just saying, if he cannot do it this year, okay. Like he will be, he'll be the next Baker Mayfield. I will call him Clipboard Tua (laughs) in honor of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. But I I just feel like baseline Tua is probably going to go like eight and eight with that team because like that's what he's pretty much much been like a 500 ish or a little bit above 500 quarterback with that with that roster he's had the past two years now you give him a, a more developed Jalen Waddle you can Tyreek Hill I think he's got a little bit more to offer now I mean they have a real nice offense yeah so I don't know like if I was the Miami Dolphins who would I rather have running that offense I'd rather have two than Carson that's my opinion but I think Carson Wentz is horrible honestly you know a lot of people agree with you I compare Carson Wentz to Nickelback everybody loves to hate Carson Wentz. Yeah. But he's not that bad. But nobody likes Nickelback. I like Nickelback. 
<laughs> Sorry. See, it became like cool to not like Nickelback, and Nickelback had some bangers. So, bangers. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> All right. Um, and then we talked about Sean Payton already. That is a big question mark. And can Olave be Rookie of the Year candidate? I think it's between, yes. like it's just, I think it's gonna be one of those wide receivers. Honestly, I'm, so I'm, it's either gonna be Drake London, Olave, or Garrett Wilson. You gotta take Jamison out of it because he's gonna miss until like probably Thanksgiving. What about like Sky Moore, or Christian Watson, one of those second round guys that went to a much better situation? Do you think those guys like start the week one like that? Like Sky Moore's got to go with Juju, MVS. Travis Kelsey, like he's already like the fourth option. Christian Watson will have the best opportunity. So Christian Watson, yeah, I agree of those two guys, of those two guys. But like Drake London might get force-fed 120 targets, man. He might. Like, I, You know how I feel about Drake London. I, I just like his I inability to separate concerns me. And then like Garrett Wilson might be wide receiver one day one. Like it's him or Elijah Moore, but like he's a bare minimum wide receiver two. What do you think about Corey Davis out there? Like, can Corey Davis get back to? Because Corey Davis was a nice compliment to AJ Brown. He was in Tennessee, yeah. But can he be a nice compliment to Garrett Wilson and he, Elijah? I think Moore? he maxes out as wide receiver too. I think he's a nice compliment, but I don't think he's like stealing any targets from them. Really, he's gonna get the leftovers. So that would be wide receiver three, then. Yeah, yeah and that's a phenomenal wide receiver three, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I would take Michael Gallup over Corey Davis. And then the other guys you got, it's not going to be Traylon Burks. I don't think Tennessee's going to throw the Ooh. ball that much. Why be Traylon Burks? As rookie of the year? Yeah, dude. He's they're rec- going to run the ball 40 wide, times a game. He's wide receiver one. Yeah, and that's it. I know, but he's wide receiver. So say Tannehill only throws 25 times. He probably gets like nine looks a game. If he catches like five of nine, yeah, like you're looking at a nice season. You got like eighty some catches, yeah, thousand some yards, maybe ten touchdowns. Maybe get some end around like Debo. Like I don't know, man. Traylon Burks, I wouldn't write him off. Okay, and then you got Johan Dotson. No, the Commanders. Yeah, um, uh, Jameson's probably gonna miss the first month at least. Yeah, that's and you got Detroit there, and you got Detroit. Like, yeah, I don't know about golf. Um. Just trying to think who else was drafted. Brees Hall, time. maybe? Brees Hall with the Jets? Maybe. That's about it. But I'm, I mean, I think Chris Olave might be up there. And if he has like a nice, like, if he is like wide receiver two and Landry's wide receiver three. Isn't it crazy that we're not talking about any of the quarterbacks here? No. I, I mean, I don't think it's wrong. I'm just saying. It's, I mean, it's, it's a one, weird year. Well, like, because the only one that's going to start is going to be Kenny Pickett, right? And like, I mean, that's not even a for sure thing. That's not even for sure. But, like, even if he does start, I'm not taking Kenny Pickett. It's like the Mac Jones thing. Like, oh, everyone's like, oh, Mac Jones might win rookie of the year. But someone's like, oh, wait, no, it's Mac Jones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who did win it last year? Rookie of the year? Jamar. Jamar Chase, yeah. I was like, wait, Jamar Chase is really fucking good. He is really <laughs> good. Had an amazing year, too. Yeah. yeah. Olave might get it. You know, we're talking to the. Chris Olave, number one fan club. Yeah, dude. So let me ask you this. If Olave goes on to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, 
is it worth the draft capital? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> not worth the draft capital. I agree with Multiple you. Multiple first-round picks, third, fourth. I don't know. That's crazy. That's but it's crazy. probably worth talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, God. Now, now I'm thinking about it a little bit more. If he wins Rookie of the Year, that means he's probably at, like, 1,400 yards-ish. What did Jamar Chase put up? Hold on. I think 1,450. But, like, you're looking at, like, say 1,200 to 1,400 yards, probably 10 touchdowns. Like, Yeah, he up. had – Jamar Chase had almost 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. Yeah, that's phenomenal. But I, I don't see Olave doing that at all. Like, I think if he got anywhere close to 1,000, it's a really good year. Uh, yeah, 900, 900 is probably where I'd put him. Yeah. yeah. God. Hmm. Is Olave – let me ask you – tie this back to fantasy if you were in like a dynasty league where you only yeah. drafted rookies yeah is olave the number one overall pick no Brees, it, Brees hall you're taking Brees. yeah give me the running back first and then if i'm out of those three wide receivers we talked about olave Garrett wilson and drake london probably gonna go wilson london olave and then what about burks burks fourth just because Tannehill is there and yeah, like we discussed, they might have to throw the ball a lot. But that's the thing with like Drake London, he, and he might get force fed 120 balls. But it, like, what what does Marcus Mariota look like, or is it Desmond Ritter? I mean, I think Drake London gets 120 balls force fed to him. They suck, and then they <laughs> take a quarterback that they'll actually yeah. have going forward. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, uh it's a pretty desolate place, Atlanta. For sure, man. <laughs> like it's, Dude, it's a they're tough so time to be an Atlanta to talk Falcons. About. These next two teams are so depressing <laughs> to talk about. Oh, my God. Uh, so I want to start with your fourth question yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Do we like how the rebuild is going? I was very vocal during the draft that I did not like the way their rebuild is going. You have okay. two top ten picks. You used it on a wide receiver and a tight end, which even if – Kyle Pitts is the next Tony Gonzalez. Still probably not worth drafting it at four. I agree. And same with Drake London at nine. Like even if he is the offensive rookie of the year and he catches 90 balls for 1,200 yards, they have so many other problems. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I want to hear the rest of your take here. What, what, like, what is your number one problem with them? There's the offensive line, defensive line scenarios. Yeah, like yeah. just your standard team building stuff. And, you know, you have like on here like um, Deion Jones. Like he was a top 10 pick, I believe, wasn't he? Deion Jones? No, he wasn't top 10 pick. He was Who the was guy. the guy they drafted? You know, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong. I think he was I like a remember. second round pick, Deion Jones. He was from LSU, but he came kind of uh, out of nowhere. Him and Devontae Campbell came up together. That's not who I was thinking of. Um, so I'll stop talking before I stick my foot in my mouth. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, offensive line. Like, it's hard to rip on them about the quarterback thing this year. Last year was maybe a question mark at yeah. four. You could have taken Fields or Mac Jones. Yeah. Better than any of the options this year. Hell, yeah. And now, even if you're back in the hunt, you're another top five pick and you're in the – you know, Young, Stroud, 
pick your favorite rookie quarterback next year yeah like you, you can't expect a rookie to come in and turn the franchise around right away like even peyton manning had a shitty rookie year true true so it's gonna take you're just like you're delaying that process and like that's why i like what the giants and the jets did this year and you're a little bit higher on zach wilson than i am but like they're building around him the giants knew that okay we're gonna give daniel jones one more year we're probably gonna be back here so let's get a left tackle and a defensive end yeah like they're building the core out so that when you do get a quarterback you can be like denver yeah where you build that roster and then when you're just a quarterback away you either go get a veteran and just mortgage your future for that veteran quarterback or you draft a guy you're really high on but then once they come in they have everything around them so i would say so for atlanta they have kyle pitts they have london now hopefully they get kelvin really back in 2023 mm-hmm. um so that's three good receiving options and that defense you got Deion Jones, Rashawn Evans, Grady Jarrett, uh, AJ Terrell, All Pro type nice. corner. Yep, nice. Uh, they added Casey Hayward in free agency. That's that's little one two punch. Nice. Um, Casey's getting up there. He is. He's getting older, but he he can still ball. The guy's a ball hawk. Yes, he is. So Loves I mean, that turnover. They got um, Lorenzo Carter. They brought in from the New York Giants. He can give you a little bit of pass rush off the edge, outside linebacker. They drafted um, Arnold Ebikite from. Uh, Penn State, he might develop into a, like a nice little outside linebacker, pass rusher. Um, so you got a little bit of the pieces, like you're talking about, like building out a roster, which is like where I think they might be actually doing okay with team building. Um, the <coughs> offensive line is what scares me. I mean, you well, still with Jake Matthews at left tackle, that's real shaky at best. Um, Caleb McGarry at right tackle. The only good offensive lineman you think you got is Chris Lindstrom at like right guard, mm-hmm. but everyone else is pretty replaceable. Well, and then, like, look at, like, what Justin Fields is going to go through. Yeah. Look at what Burrow went through in his rookie year. Like, you bring in, like, Stroud, Young, Levis, whoever. Yeah. Um, And now they're running for their lives. Like, you can just kill your quarterback development by having, like, Bur- what Burrow's been able to do is, I don't want to say a miracle, but it's. It's pretty freaking It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. To, like, put up the numbers he has to continue to develop the way he has. And, like, it takes us probably a once-in-a-generation quarterback to be able to do that. Yeah, just get your teeth kicked in, snap for snap. Like, Herbert's had a much better scenario. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Herbert got Corey Lindsley, Brian Bulaga. He's got all his help coming in. They drafted Rashawn Slater, the top top 15 picks. And now now, since he's trying to do that they brought in a ton of free agency help and whatnot and that might be how atlanta plans on doing their rebuild with how joe burrow went like you know the rookie takes his lumps next year but then they start building out the offensive line afterwards but they got the weapons they got the weapons for him yeah it's not like justin fields where the bears just screwed everything up yeah and they still don't have an offensive line exactly they have an offensive line and they have darnell mooney and that's it god that's god awful that is god awful who is drafting number one overall? Is it Chicago next year? Uh, so the teams that I would consider, Chicago, Seattle. So I have Carolina at 2-15, and 15, bro. Carolina's a real solid choice there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they're going to roll out I think I had the Bears and Carolina at like 2-15. and 15. So, yeah, it's I think it's a horse apiece there. You're looking at like Carolina. It's going to come down to like division wins, yeah, losses. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be ugly. I feel like with all the trading and all this going back and forth with all these teams, like the quarterback carousel this year, I think you're going to have 
a lot of teams that are like just juggernauts, right? A lot of the AFC teams that just got their quarterbacks. And then you're going to have a lot of teams that like are really deft of talent and they're just going to get your teeth kicked in. I think like in a way, I think we might be heading towards almost like what baseball's become. Where oh it's like God, no. Where but it's it's going to be like okay, our cupboard is bare as hell. We're going to start trading our best players and we're just going to accumulate draft picks. Draft yeah. picks. The and flip side with baseball is baseball takes five years for the draft picks to well and develop. And baseball is even more dramatic because they don't have a floor. Yeah. Like you got the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Oakland spend A's spending $25, 25 million. million and yeah. you got the Dodgers spending 200. Like every NFL team has yeah. to spend at least 90% of the you. salary cap. So but it's yeah. not, it'll never be that but you're dramatic. Saying like, but I'm saying like look at what like look what the Bears did with Cleo Mack. Perfect yeah. example. Like okay, Cleo Mack. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Be. We're going to yeah. get what we can and two second rounds picks is a I very think nice you're right. return. I think you're right on that on that point. So you're going to see some teams that just know we don't have it. Yeah. So like let's start getting rid of some of our bigger names and we'll just start this whole process over. Yeah, and then ho- you hopefully hit on a rookie quarterback. Yes, and then you got a three-year window, yeah. and then after that, you probably start that whole <laughs> cycle over again. Um, yeah, because if you don't have a top five, six quarterback, you 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 can't sustain success without that. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's super. It's super hard when you're trying to build a team and your quarterback is like 20th to 32nd ranked in the league and you're counting on every other position group to stay healthy or perform up to or better than their um, projections. Mm-hmm. So that's super hard. And like sometimes you can catch lightning in a bottle like the Bears with Rex Grossman, like, you know, make the Super Bowl. But that way of building a team is so hard. Finding that superstar franchise quarterback is the easiest way to go, especially when you can find them on a rookie deal. You get them for cheap. Mm-hmm. And then you build the rest of your roster. Then you're looking at a potential juggernaut. Well, and then if you look at, like, if the Jets are able to make a giant leap forward, yeah. it's a copycat league. Mm-hmm. And that's how the Jets did it. They traded Jamal Adams for two first-round picks. Shame on the Seahawks. The yeah. Eagles. Copycat league. It's the Stafford yeah. deal. Stafford got traded. That's looking at Russell, but that, Deshaun yeah. Watson. And the Rams are the flip side, right? Yeah. Where we don't care about first-round picks. We just want veteran talent. Yeah. But they're also good. But like high-end veteran talent. And they're good. <laughs> yeah. And those pieces can help them yes. win games because they already have the other pieces in place. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, if I'm the Bears, like who else can you ship? Um, uh, the linebacker. Uh, Roquan Smith. Yeah. Yeah, man. I would I, I, Get two I would entertain offers. Yes, I would definitely entertain offers if I'm Brian Poles. Yes. Because you just you got to start, and they need so much help. Yeah, they need talent everywhere. Um, let's see here. Um, you already mentioned AJ um, Terrell, top three cornerback after Jair Alexander and Jalen Ramsey. That's probably about right. Which means he's probably going to be making twenty one, twenty one and a yeah. half per year. Would you take uh, Terrell or Trey White or Marlon Humphrey? I'm thinking I'm sticking with Terrell, but yeah, I think I would too. And then I think I would go. Humphrey is a nice player. You kind of just forget about him, right? He's like very underrated. Yeah. Like if you'd asked me top corners, like with like off the top of my head, I would not have thought that name. But <laughs> yeah, he's really? just a really nice player. Yeah, I think those are my top five. Mm. Jair, Ramsey, Terrell, Trey White, Marlon Humphrey. 
Those are my top five, I think. That's a good list. Yeah. No complaints for me on that list. Uh, and then we got the Kyle Pitts-Drake-London combo. I I sincerely hope Drake-London proves me wrong. Yeah, you're a Drake-London hater, man. I, I am, and I've, I've admitted it. And it's just – and part of it, too, is I, – I didn't watch a ton of USC games, so when you're only seeing his highlights, they are showing the like biggest plays. So, but man, like watching the draft highlights, it's just everything's contested. And can he do that at the NFL level? That is just if he can, he's going to be a stud. Yeah. Because again, it goes back to like what we were talking about with Evans. You can't teach six five to thirty five. Yeah. You can't, and with that with that level of athleticism, I also would have liked to have seen him test. He, he skipped the combine yeah. and everything because he was dealing with the ankle. Yeah. Like, it'd be, like, you get a guy like that who tests with, like, a 38-inch vertical, runs a 4.5. What if people, like, popped out a 44-inch vertical? Like, yep. Yeah. Well, then he, then he from a, as much as I like to rag on the combine for not telling you things, with that level of athleticism, yeah. like, that height, that size, and... Because Drake, I think, played basketball at USC his freshman year. So, like, <clears> he's got that basketball, like, athleticism. He's got that bounce. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's got the tools. There's a reason why he was drafted in the top 10. And yeah. I think there is probably no universe where he falls outside the top 20. Oh, agreed. Even with me. Like, if the Packers would have traded up to, like, 18 to get him, he's not my favorite, but I'd have been like, okay, you got... Yeah. You got a guy. So, it's not even like I'm saying, like, he should have been drafted in the third round, but... I just don't like him going to Atlanta. And I don't think he was the best. I don't think he should have been the first receiver off the board. Do you think there's a universe where Calvin Ridley comes back as a wide receiver too? Where Drake takes over that mantle? Drake's going to have a great opportunity because you're probably going to be looking at Desmond Ritter or a rookie next year. Yeah. So it's, you're going to be on this. You're going to have a level playing field with Ridley. It's not like Ridley's going to have this great relationship with mm. a guy. Sure. I'll be curious to see what really does this off season, and like how motivated is he to get back to playing football? I think he'd be very extremely motivated, money man. But he, I don't know what's going on. He was a great on. receiver when he's he was a playing. stud. Yeah. But then he had the mental health stuff, and he had to step away from football, and you yeah. got to deal with that. Part of it was probably because you're losing too. It's yeah. hard to when you're not happy and you're dealing with stuff, it's hard to come to work every day when you're winning three games and you're getting the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. So like if Atlanta has a five, six win season this year, like is Kelvin really dying to come back to training camp next year? But I think he just signed a deal. It's like, I don't think he can like just not come back. He hasn't been signed to an extension. Has he? I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up real quick, man. I'm pretty sure he's got it. Because he was still on his fifth-year option because he lost $11 million fully guaranteed. Mm, you might be right. I don't think he's signed yet. Wow, that's big. That's yeah, big. Now he's got to sit a whole year. His contract tolls, meaning it waits, so he'll still get his $11 million next year. He's going to be 29 next year. Dude, he could he not got have drafted picked, as a twenty-four year old. He could not have picked a worse time to do something stupid like bet fifteen hundred dollars on the NFL. That he's gonna be thirty when he hits free agency. Thirty. And unless he has a monster comeback year, there's gonna be major question marks missing a whole year. It's like when Le'Veon Bell set out a year. Yeah. And now part of it is he went to the Jets, which was a bad situation for him. But he was never the same. Man, 
this got me thinking like i don't know man i wouldn't touch really man after this like play it out but like i'm not taking you at year 30 you're, you're not gonna sign like a four for a hundred like these other guys oh, are, hell no. like these other guys are getting Mm-mm. you're gonna be making 15 yeah 20 a year and probably for like two years yeah jeez that's i didn't know like i knew he got drafted as an older rookie but damn now with this like year that gets bumped off he won't hit free agency till he's 30 his first time in free agency that is crazy yeah it it was a it's a terrible year for him to sit for gambling yeah man that's a bad break there yep yikes um Anything else on Atlanta? No, that's pretty much it, man. It's pretty much a wasteland there. Ritter is going to be interesting. I was kind of high on him. I like Ritter, but I don't know if he's like a... I also don't know how much he's going to play this year. I just don't know what his ceiling could be. Is his ceiling Marcus Mariota? Could he be better than Marcus Mariota? I think he'd be better than Marcus Mariota. He, he might... His ceiling might be like a Dak Prescott. Mm, maybe. Maybe. They're kind of similar. Yeah. They I know what you're saying. And I I was I could see it. I was there at one point, but like he dropped to the third round. It kind of just Prescott was a fourth round pick. I know, but they were talking about Ritter as a first round pick. They're like, talking about all those guys as a first round pick. I know, this is crazy. <laughs> like you thought Malik Willis was going to go number two overall. He I dropped did. To the th- <laughs> he dropped I to did. the third round. I'm going to hold that L forever. <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? <laughs> when Malik Willis, like in like 2025, is like an MVP candidate, then we'll talk. I can't wait to do the AFC South. Oh yeah, that's going to be because like how long does Tannehill hang out of that job? Yeah, I don't know. I think I would not be shocked if Ritter is the first rookie quarterback starting. Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett? I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked. Like if if Pickett sits behind Mitch for a year, would would you be surprised? I'd be shocked if that happened. Shocked. Mm, I wouldn't be. You're a Mitch guy. So like kind of. Have you seen Mitch Trubisky play football in Chicago? Dude, he had a year in Buffalo, and that just absolved him of all his sins. Hopefully, (laughs) for the Steelers' (laughs) sakes. Um, they got Kenny Pickett. They're fine. Well, not fine, but yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> They're still going to finish last yeah, in that division. Probably. Um, Corral's an int- a real interesting one because he's competing with uh, Sam D- Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. I don't know. I just like – I don't know. It would just be interesting. Like if Atlanta is like one and six, like why not roll them out there and see what you have? I mean, yeah, I give the kid a shot. I mean, if, and if you're just going to draft a guy next year anyway, exactly. Why not see yeah, what you what have? You got. Yeah, see what you got. Yeah, but I'm not like banking on uh, Ritter being great. Oh, well, I'm not banking on any of these rookies to no. be great this year. Um, all right, now we go over to Carolina. Great. Does Matt Rule last all 17 games? Oh, I think he does, but it's not going to be pretty. And I think like I week think, seventeen, they're just gonna like 
basically just fold it in and be like, yep, I'm going to yeah. grab a cigarette. Black Monday, he's watch, gone. Watch the scope and flames. Yeah, pretty much. I think he's the first coach fired. And mm. it will be like in week like 13 or 14. So you don't give him the whole season? No. Mm. I don't really have a... Does he have the hottest seat? I, I think so. It's either that or Mac. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, isn't that wild? Yeah. It is. Like, he could win 10 games, miss the playoffs, get fired. Yeah. The expectations are high. When you are a marquee franchise like that, it's like the Lakers. Like, if you know, if you don't perform, you're gone. Uh, you can't be sitting here with, you know, franchise quarterback, all this money being thrown around. You have all these high-flying high wide receivers and win eight games or not make the playoffs. So I'm going to just run through the list of guys I think are on the hot seat. All right. And you – We'll do a little, does he make it the whole year? Okay. Like Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, my God. That's a hard one. I got to think about this one. I'm going to go with no. Doesn't make it the whole year? No. I I think he makes it the whole year, but his seat is getting hot. I don't think he makes it the whole and year. And they're in a tough division. Um. So we already talked about Matt Rule. I think he's. I think Matt Rule is the first coach fired. Um. A lot of these teams... There was so many coaches that are brand new that it's hard to pick yeah. some of these teams. Um, well, there might not be that many this year. There's always like four to six that are fired. But like, uh, so like, just so you can hear like my inner monologue here, like Jacksonville just hired a new guy. Indy, I don't think that seat's hot. No, yeah, like I think they'll fine. be good. So I don't think. Yeah, um, Minnesota new coach, um, New York Giants new coach, Miami new coach, Philly. Who's in Philly now? Sirianni. He'll stay. Um, okay. Belichick ain't going anywhere. Is Belichick seat warming? No. Yeah, he's he'll be there until he decides to walk away. Jets, no, they're fine. Like Vrabel in Tennessee. Vrabel's not going anywhere. No, he was the number one seed last year. Tampa's got a new coach. Tomlin's not going anywhere. No. Ron Rivera. Gone. Black Monday. He'll get the year. He's so well-liked, I think yes. you're right. They're, he's, they're, let him have his, his thing. Here's a universe, like, like hypothetical. Like if shit starts to go sideways with that organization – a la Dan Snyder. Yeah. Do they fire Ron Rivera to just like get Dan Snyder out of the headlines for a week? No, no. <laughs> I would not put it past that organization. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, dude. Ron Rivera has so much like respectability. I think like, I don't even think they would fire him. I think he would just be like, hey, Ron, just say you're retiring. Yeah. And just be done. Like, yeah. They wouldn't fire him. Pete Carroll. Another one. I think they'll just say Pete, just retire. Yeah. I don't think they'll fire him. They, the man gave him Super Bowl. You don't just just throw your Super Bowl winning coach under the bus. Agreed. He gets the year. The thing is, I don't know if Pete wants to stop coaching. And True. he look for, for being seventy. He looks good. He does he does? As much as I hate the man. Yeah. You hate the man. I mean, just like there was that three year stretch where yeah. he was just a thorn in the Packers side. You had the fail Mary. You had the sure. NFC Championship sure. game. Sure. Fucking chewing his gum. <laughs> I, like, I just can't stand the guy. <laughs> to have the balls after that fail Mary to come out and say in your press conference, yeah, the refs got it right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, dude, just be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's a 50 50 call. And we got it right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Yeah. So, but again, that's the Homer in me. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we got Washington, new coach, Seattle, new coach. I say Zona. Arizona, new coach. And I'm going to say Carolina. Oh, yeah. So that's four. I don't think I missed anybody. Atlanta. You think Arthur Smith in Atlanta? I'm going to go with maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, you know, I would have said Baltimore, but then they just signed yeah. Harbaugh to a three-year extension, so yeah, they're no. not going anywhere there. Buffalo's obviously good. Harbaugh might be like Belichick, where he is a he's a blank check, where wherever he wants to, or whenever he wants to go, then but they ain't gonna fire him. Well, and if he did get fired, he would have a job probably mm, immediately. tomorrow. Yeah. <sighs> Cleveland, I uh, think they're gonna give him. I, I don't. No, they ain't gonna fire Stefanski. No. Denver's new. Oh, Dallas. Yeah. We talked Max about. Max gone. Unless they go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Houston's got a new coach. Yeah, so we're looking at a pretty quiet potential year for coaching turnover. But that'll happen when you have eight new head coaches. Yeah. And a lot of the people who are staying, I think, are going to have good teams. So, all right. That was kind of fun. On the fly there. <laughs> um. Who's starting at QB week one? Darnold. I'm going Corral. You think so? I think so. God. I mean, you could be right. It's not like Sam Darnold's a world beater. No. Just you're paying him $18 million, $17 million. You're paying million. him to start or ride the bench regardless. He's on your team regardless. So yeah, he's like, not going anywhere. It's fully guaranteed. Exactly. So, like, that, the money thing doesn't matter to me. You're, you're paying him regardless. I think Corral might have a little bit more upside than Sam Darnold. If he's the week one starter, no matter how he plays, that's phenomenal draft value the for a fifth-round well, pick. Yeah, whatever, mid-round pick. Right, it was fifth, right? Because the two third-round picks were Ritter and Willis. I think Corral went above Willis. I'm not sure. I can't remember that far back anymore. Re- regardless, <laughs> it's a mid-round pick. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> fourth-round picks here. Yeah. Yeah, but – um. Yeah, phenomenal value if they get that. But like, like I said, I got them going like two and fifteen. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. Starting quarterback. I mean, Sam, Sam Darnold like has zero decision making skills for me whatsoever. He, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Who do they have to throw the balls? Robbie Anderson. Is DJ that Moore. Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore did Christian have McCaffrey. Tommy Tremble. Like this team, McCaffrey has to play 17 games. He, y- yes, yes. And they need to take the load off of him. They send Deontay Foreman. Um, they have Chuba Hubbard there still. So, like, hopefully they learn from their mistake last last year and kind of spread the wealth of running back carries and receptions out. Um, so their biggest, their biggest, like, need is to keep him healthy because otherwise they have no threat in the backfield and then yeah. you can just, you know, destroy Sam Darnold, just pin yours back, go after him. The problem is that, and I could see it from their point of view, like if you're paying, what is he making, $16 million a year? Who? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Like you got to give that guy the ball 20 times a game. The problem is then what if he's – You don't have to give the ball to them 20 times a game. You to do for $16 million. The guy's a game breaker. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm – <laughs> he shouldn't have 60 carries in three weeks. Like, just because you're paying him the money, you shouldn't be like, yep, 60 carries in this month. Like, 
if you're if you're up by fourteen, please sit Ag- the bench and Chuba can play. Agreed. Agreed. It's just it's like he is the running back market. Like there's only him and Kamara that make that kind of money. Uh Zeke. Zeke's uh is close. Fourteen, yeah. fifteen, which was a yeah. bad contract. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just it's hard when you have a s- skills, and I think that's probably why Debo was like, "Look, I don't want to be like that." Yeah, because that's probably where it was heading. Yeah, but it's tough, man. It's almost think, like. Do you think CMC can be a top five fantasy running back this year? Based on, do you think one he gets the volume like he has in the years past? Two, if he hits the volume, is he going to stay healthy? If he stays healthy and gets the volume, he's going to be number one. Yeah, I mean, especially like if you're in a PPR league. Yeah, he got 100 receptions. Yeah, and probably 15 to 20 carries a game. Yeah, you're looking at 20 to 25 carries a game actually, if that's true CMC value because mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. Yeah, they were giving him 20 25 carries with 10 receptions and you know, 35 touches a game that's is a lot. insane. That's that's too many. I would agree with you there. He needs to be between like 17 to 24 <coughs> touches total. 17 to 24 total. The problem for Christian McCaffrey, too, is as we talked about, running back is a, is a young man's game. Like, like we, if he's carrying the ball even 10 to 15 times between the tackles, like he's 28, 29? No, no, no. He's like 26, dude. Oh, so he was young when he got his extension. Yes. <sighs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's hard for me because he's played four games in two years. I think it's egregious in malpractice if they give him 30 touches at any in any game. If he's up past 25 touches, I'm upset. Yeah, and the thing, too, to your point, like Carolina's got to look at this from a long-term picture standpoint. You just paid the man. You have to keep him healthy and, and protect your investment. When what are you playing for this year? Exactly. You're not winning a division. You're not going to the playoffs. So let's make sure Christian McCaffrey can come in 2023 and perform. Exactly. I can tell you one thing, that he is one guy that I would not touch with a 10-foot stick in fantasy football. Really? Well, I shouldn't say that. If I'm picking like 12 and everybody else doesn't want him, why not? Okay, that's fair. That's how I'm at too. But if I'm like picking third overall. Oh, hell no. I'm not taking him Not taking him. I'm – Right there with you. I can't touch. I one. I don't trust Carolina's coaching staff enough. Two. Yep. I don't trust CMC's frame. He's a skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Despite he might be jacked, he's skinny. He is not thick like Derrick Henry or thick like Jonathan Taylor, no. Najee Harris. Those guys are ripped on ripped on ripped. Yeah. Um, Christian Caffrey. Sorry, but you're not even on that do level. You, do you see him like ever changing positions? Just being a slot receiver. Yeah. No. What's his route tree? He, he can do. He can be Wes Welker, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, but he could be um, like. Uh, this is going to be so offensive when it comes out, but let me explain. He could be like um, <laughs> like Brandon Stokely. No, worse than that. I was going to say. He's going to say like a Ty Montgomery. Oh my! That is offensive. You need to yeah, take that back. But but obviously much 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 better. But Ty like, Montgomery went from wide receiver to running back. He's going from running back to wide receiver. Yep, but it's kind of the same thing, right? Like, or even like like Debo. Like, can he be like that? Obviously, I don't think he's got the same route tree that Debo does. But like, you know, being like a Wes Welker type, a guy you bring in out of the backfield to primarily run routes, but can also take the occasional carry. 
if I'm if I'm making him a wide receiver, I'm not giving him any more any more carries. That's just me. Hmm. I'm making if I'm if I'm committed to him by being a slot receiver, I'm making him Wes Welker. I think he's way more Wes Welker than he, than he is Ty Montgomery. I, I I mean I knew that was going to yeah. be offensive when I said it, <laughs> um, but just like that guy who kind of plays is like. A, a hybrid, a tweener, you know. Yeah. Just so you think if he converted, he'd still be a tweener. He wouldn't just give up running back. This is a very, very hypothetical situation. Yes, here. something that Carolina is probably not even considering. Yeah. Um, but I just think like he is so dynamic. Like if he does run that five yard out route and he's got two yards of separation, like he can he can bust it. The problem is, is that when he is now playing in the slot, most likely now you're getting Jair. Now you're getting Ramsey. You're yeah, not get, you're, not, you're getting not getting some linebacker, linebacker uh, free safety that you're gonna break off. You know, like mm-hmm. now you're against like legit cornerbacks, four three speed guys. Yeah. So that's also the aspect you gotta take into account. It's a good point. It's a good point. Like he would get like Eric Stokes on him. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's different than very different. Devondre Campbell. Yes. No, yeah, but it's just a di- it's, it's different it's skill sets. Just different. Yeah, I hear you. Hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on J.C. Horn? I, I I like J.C. Horn. You think he's better than Patrick Sertain? No, I don't. Okay, he was drafted over Patrick Sertain. That's why I asked. He was. Do you think he's better than Patrick Sertain? I think so. Honestly, I mean, we didn't get yeah. to see it last year because he got hurt like right away. I think he's going to be that dude, though. He's going to be nice. He's a very nice player. I like Great his length. press man. Yeah. Corner. Like. Very aggressive. Yes. Yeah. I love that style. I love corners that are like 6'1 to 6'3 that yeah. can come up and jam you. Yep. Like it, as a defense, it gives you so much more to do. Like it's a, that's a nice weapon to have. Yeah. So yeah, I like I like JC Horn. A nice player. Yeah. What's his Could he be like a think? pro bowler or an all pro? Yeah. Do you think he can be all pro? I think Pro Bowler is easy. I think he's going to be that good. How many corners make All Pro? Is it just two? Two. That's tough. I don't think he can crack into the top two. Okay. Pro Bowler for sure. All right. Do you think like top five corner in the league? Like we just said, like Humphrey, Trey White, and Terrell, Terrell. Jair, Jalen Ramsey is interesting to me. Like, how long can he continue to play at that level? Okay. I think he's only like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So he's probably got like three more years, probably. He's only twenty-seven, so yeah, he's got time. Some of these guys have been playing for like six, seven years. Like God, they how yeah. how old are they? And you're like, oh yeah, they got drafted when they were twenty-one. Yeah. So he can be a top. J.C. Horn can be a top five corner, but you know, uh, was it last year's draft class? Was J.C. Horn a rookie last year? Yeah. That class was stacked. Like, Eric Stokes had a really nice year. Yeah. Like, let's uh, – I know we like to poke fun at Pro Football Focus because they have some questionable things on there, but Eric Stokes was the best corner from a PFF standpoint. Yeah. He had a really nice rookie campaign. Yeah. Uh, Sertain had a nice year. Uh, Craig Newsom the second. Yeah, in, in Cleveland. Yep, had a really nice year. Like, that was a stacked corner class. I agree. Maybe the best in the last five, ten years? Probably. I, I, I've i top of my head, 
I'd say probably. We'll see what happens this year because this year was much more top heavy with Sauce and, um, and Stingley. Stingley. Yeah. But okay. like, for, if you just look at the first round guys who were drafted last year, like they all had really good rookie campaigns. Yeah. That was a nice class. And like you said, we didn't get to see too much from J.C. Horn. I think he only played in two games last year. But he's <clears throat> got a good skill set. Um, defense has potential to be top 15, question mark. And you got all their players listed. They have <laughs> they have talent. Yeah, man. They got I think that offense is going to just put them in holes that the defense can't sustain. Like, there's going to be games where I bet you that defense is on the field 45 minutes. Oh, my God. That's pretty brutal. But you yeah, you can see it happening. The offense going three and out. The offense turning the ball over. Yeah. Like, the, I just think that offense is going to put that defense in some holes that the defense is just going to. I agree. I think I think they might. They have potential to be the top, top 15 defense if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy for 12 to 16 games. And they can control the ball. And they can, Exactly. They can control the ball, control the clock. Yeah. But, I mean, they got talent on that defense. For sure. You got Burns. Derek Brown was a top 10 pick. Um, you know, we just talked about J.C. Horn. Um, they added C.J. Henderson for pennies on the dollar from Jacksonville in the trade. He was a top 10 pick. Um, Dante Jackson's still there. And you got Jeremy Chin, who was like a Pro Bowl, I think, safety, like year one as a rookie. So, I mean, they got talent. So, we'll see. What do you think about that roster if you slid in a good quarterback i like it honestly so like i just think Darnold is that bad so if they if they go two and 15 and they draft number one overall and you slide in cj stroud yeah are they like the next team coming up in that division i think after the quarterback's rookie year, like year two, I think I would take them probably to be right there, 10, 11 wins, depending on how the rest of the roster holds they together. they drafted their left tackle for the future. Yep. They got Moten. They drafted Icky. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in uh, Austin Corbett to play guard from the Rams. They had Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens. So, like, they kind of shored up their offensive line. Defense can be Defense good. can be solid. If Christian McCaffrey holds together, he can you know he has a threat. T.J. Moore is a good receiver. Uh, Robbie Anderson's a good deep threat. Like they have pieces. So like if you brought in like if they would have got Sean Watson, let's say if he if he would went to Carolina, I think I might pick them to win a division. Yeah, and that's where I was going with this too because I think I would rather be a fan of Carolina than Atlanta right now. Going forward, I think you have more hope in Carolina than you do Atlanta. Hmm, that's a good one. More hope in Carolina. I think I'm with you on that one. You're your quarterback away. Yeah. From yeah. from being at least a 9-10 win team. For sure. For sure. I don't know if you're as close as like Denver was because now Denver, as tough as that AFC West is, Denver could be a legit decent value pick at Super Bowl. I'm like if Denver wasn't the AFC West, Denver's, a, you know, everyone's really saying team. Denver's winning their division. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I think Carolina, like you said, they're a quarterback away, but they're not exactly on Denver's tier. They're like no. a step below, but that's still pretty. But good. they could be with a with the right quarterback. They could, yeah. If Deshaun Watson was there, I would agree with. 
especially since we were talking about Deshaun Watson going there when Brady was out. Yeah. Yeah, Carolina could be the favorite to win this division. Yeah, so if they got a rookie quarterback like CJ Stroud, he developed like year two, year three, like a Herbert Burrow. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Instead, we're talking around winning two games and maybe their coach getting fired. <laughs> Tough hey, league. NFL's a year-to-year league, man. It's, it's a week-to-week league. Facts. Yeah, it is. Fantasy football, man, it's like the stock market. Yeah, well, even just like – I was watching that Brady thing, and like every year, like they had a game where they lost like forty to fifteen or forty to like ten. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is the end of the dynasty. And I think the very next week they come back and win. Yeah. And think about that, like the Packers when they started one and three, and you had the relax thing yeah. coming out, like, and they, you know, it's just it's wild how it's so hard. That's why I don't know how people win money betting on the <laughs> on the NFL. <laughs> um. All right. Let's do some over unders and wrap this up. Sounds good. And then you have your whole schedule thing too. Yeah. So we can go through it. But let me if I can oops. Find it here. Oh god. Should be better prepared and have this ready to roll. Okay. <clears throat> so starting from the top, Tampa Bay over under eleven and a half. I'm going under. I'm going to go over. I have them 11 and 6. It's a good over under at 11 and a half. Uh, for those keeping track at home, according to the ESPN that set the over under, that is tied for the most with Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they, got, they got the GOAT. So, I mean, I, I'm expecting double digit wins, but 12 with this schedule? We'll go through it, but yeah, it's it's let's, rough. Let's run through it right now. Okay, all right. So Buccaneers open up at Dallas, got a W. At New Orleans, taking an L. Yeah, because Tom Brady does not beat New Orleans in the regular season. Uh, then at home against Green Bay, that's a W. Home against Kansas City, that's an L. Home against Atlanta, W. At Pittsburgh, W. At Carolina, W. It's a nice little month. Mm-hmm. Well, you, that first month is brutal. Yeah, dude. Um, so then they go, then the stretch is kind of brutal. You have home against Baltimore and home against the Rams, both losses, I think. I think they get the Rams just because the Rams got to go across the country. Okay. All right. I just think the Rams have a little more talent, but okay. We'll see. No, what Godwin. And we'll see what, I mean, we'll you, see what Baltimore is too, though. Yeah. Um, then you get home against Seattle. It's a win. Then you get your bye. I have at the Browns, even if there's Deshaun Watson, I still say it's a W. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, I have them splitting, so they'll get a win. At San Fran, W. That's tough, though. Got to go cross country. And San Fran, like that defense is tough. I know, but you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo or, or Trey a Lance. Rookie. I know it's not. I know he's not a rookie, yeah. but it's basically his rookie year. Exactly. Then you get home against Cincy. That's an L. Cincinnati. Yeah. Does Cincinnati take a giant step back like other so. like other Super Bowl losers do? I don't do. think so. Hmm? Uh, and then you go at Arizona. Win. I'm going loss. That late in the year, Arizona will be on their six-game losing streak That's, by then. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I just, I just don't like traveling that far. I don't know, man. If they beat Tampa at home that late in the year, that means Cliff Kingsbury is not getting fired. <laughs> what if they fire him and they rally the troops and that's why they win <laughs> they get that bounce back win <laughs> yeah um, 
And you got Carolina and Atlanta to round it out, and you got both Ws. So I have losses too. Arizona, Cincinnati, the Rams, the Ravens, Kansas City, and New Orleans. Yeah, what's crazy about that schedule is they could go, like if they're on their game, they could win 13 games, but they could also win like 9-10 with that schedule. It's a brutal schedule, man. That's tough. Um, okay, and then we got New Orleans at, oh, wow, 7.5. Hmm. I would hammer the over there. I'm going over. I have them at 11-6 and six as well. Dang. So you got them eleven and six winning the division due to tiebreakers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we got Carolina. Who's your team? Atlanta. Uh, so Carolina at six. Car- at, Carolina, I say I got two and fifteen. Yeah, so, so they're under. Ooh, you know what? Oh God, that's so hard. All right, I'll take the under as well. And then you got Atlanta at five and a half. I'm going under. I have them four and 13. Yeah, I'm going to take the under there too. This is a division of haves and have nots. Exactly. Do you want to hear my New Orleans schedule? Yes. I could really, I really don't care too much about Atlanta and <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, New Orleans, they open up um, at Atlanta. That's a W. Home against Tampa. W at Carolina W Minnesota at home W Seattle at home W starting five and zero. yes dude I mean you got Atlanta Carolina and Seattle in there that's three guaranteed wins yeah and you get Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins has to come to you in the dome mm-hmm. and then I mean home against Tom Brady in the dome so I think that's I think mean, they have a potential to start off five and zero. then you get Cincinnati that's an L uh at Arizona I think that's the first week Hopkins is back so I don't think they'll I don't think they'll be on the same page yet. I got them uh, getting a W there. Then you got home against Vegas, W. Baltimore at home, loss. At Pittsburgh, W. Although I think that's a dicey one. Just gut feeling. Rams, loss. At San Fran, win. At Tampa, loss. Then you hit your bye week. Byes are really late this year. Week fourteen. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta's a W. At Cleveland's a loss. I think Watson will be back by then. Uh, at Philly, I think that's a loss. And then week 17 or 18 is Carolina. That's a W. So losses to Philly, Cleveland, uh, Los Angeles Rams, Baltimore, Cincy. Hmm. What's crazy about that is they like the way that schedule's laid out. And the way you just ran through it, they'd be like seven and one at one point. Yeah. And like as a team, you start that hot and you finish eleven and six. Like you probably are not feeling the best heading into the playoffs, even if you win your division. Yeah, I agree. So you have them winning the division. Who do you think has more talent, them or Tampa? Mm, I would say if you put Tom Brady on New Orleans, easily picking. If you flip Jameis and Tom Brady. New Orleans getting Tom Brady, that is. New Orleans might not lose a game. That's where I'm at with New Orleans. Interesting. See, I think Tampa's got more talent. How so? You know Chris Godwin's out for like the whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have Mike Evans and like... And Russell Gage. And I know Russell Gage isn't great, <laughs> but I, I think that's very comparable. Cameron, Cameron Brate, Russell Gage. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so Leonard I'm taking, Fournette. I'm taking Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Kamara, right? Yeah, Kamara. Yep. Okay, so then you got Mike Evans or Michael Thomas. Mike Evans. I'm going Michael Thomas. Okay. Uh, I do think the the group of wide receivers as a whole, from wide receiver one to five, without Godwin, New Orleans is New Orleans. Okay. With Godwin. With Godwin, still New Orleans. Okay. Jarvis, Olave. I would take Godwin over Marcus Callaway and uh, Traquan Smith, still there, I believe. I mean, one through five. I think with a healthy Evans, Godwin, Gage, I would take that over Thomas, Olave, Scotty Miller. <laughs> Other than beating Kevin King on last second throws in first half. So, what I got to do Scotty Miller done. All right. Um, offensive line. Bucks, Bucks by hair. You got a rookie left tackle starting. That's a that has question marks about his pass protection. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm going Bucks. Yeah, uh, even without Marpet. Yeah, even without Marpet, they got Shaq Mason. Yeah, so I think they're going to be solid. Yeah. Um, Kamara, we already talked about defensively. I like Tampa almost across the board, except maybe really? maybe on the back half. You got Marshawn Lattimore. You got Tyron yeah, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, the secondary. So, yeah. Uh, New Orleans, but I think the front seven, Tampa. Okay. So you got. You got Levante David, old, Devin White. Okay. The those are nice. Those are nice. You got but, Vita Vey, who's probably the best, other than Aaron Donald. Yeah. Probably the best, like, just pure traditional nose tackle. Yeah. You got an old Jason Pierre Paul, who's. Ben had a little bit of a resurgence, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett's real nice. They added Logan Hall in the draft. All right, so I'm with you. Probably front seven, Tampa. Back half, New Orleans. Yeah, I would agree with that. Should be some good battles. Oh, it's going to be But you throw in Tom Brady. That's just like I, I love Jameis. He's funny. He's going to throw a ton of touchdowns, but. He's gonna yeah, do some I, I dumb think stuff I think too. they split. I think they split. They each gonna win whatever they have, like at home or whatever. I just think you put those two teams in a playoff game against each other, and Tampa is probably favored by three points. Probably, but th- that's how close it is. Three oh, points. That's how close it is all the time. So I I have both of them going eleven and six. I just yeah. have I think New Orleans probably gets it with tiebreakers. So that's where I'm at. Interesting. Anything else you want to talk about? No man. Hopefully Carolina proves me wrong doesn't go two and fifteen. That's how but, I feel about Atlanta, man. I've been hating on Atlanta. Any Falcons fans are probably like, man, this guy just hates Atlanta, but <laughs> I just yeah. wish they were building that team a little bit different. I hope they succeed. I hope I'm wrong about Drake London. Uh, I think you will be. Uh, honestly. I, I will be happy to admit it if I am. <sighs> I think Drake London might win Rook of the Year if I had to pit right now. He he's gonna have an opportunity. Yeah. It's going to get a lot of targets, and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole Mariota thing and Desmond Ritter will be a nice little component with, like, bootlegs and, like, RPOs and all that kind of stuff. Get the ball out quick. Yeah. But, I mean, that's as much as a good thing I can say about Atlanta. <laughs> I know. And that they're, they got some pieces on defense. Yeah. That's Just, funny. God, Mariota and Ritter are probably going to be running for their lives. Pretty much. They need some offensive line. Yep. Help. All right. Well, that's good. Where do you want to go next week? We got the whole AFC to. Let's start off with a bang. Go AFC West. AFC West. Okay. People pleaser. 
people pleaser. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be the most fun division. I hope it lives up to the hype. We might be here for three hours, man. <laughs> 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 Just to think that like Derek Carr, I don't know where he is on your quarterback rankings, probably yeah. a top ten to twelve quarterback. Mm. Let me pull it up real quick for you. A little preview here. Is the worst quarterback in that division. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Quarterback rankings. I have Derek Carr at 13. Yeah. Probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the worst quarterback in that division. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild, wild stuff, man. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Later. Bye.